Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada, and welcome to the show. This is 10.30 p.m. It is the 10th day of February. Thank you for joining me. gentlemen or good morning or good afternoon depending on where you are in this world of ours i hope so far everybody out there is having a good week now as you know people around the world that things are transpiring around the world copycats of this Karen carnival now it's starting to disrupt a lot of businesses starting to disrupt a lot of people so today ladies and gentlemen it's another blow to these donations for this Karen carnival Now, carnivals roll into towns and they might stay for a weekend, they might stay for three days, they might stay for four days, seven days max. So, you know, the, the uh, GoFundMe had been canceled by GoFundMe. Thank you for joining me. Michael Key. We have Pook has entered the show. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. So, you know, uh, I guess this little over a week ago, I guess it's been when the uh, GoFundMe uh, suspended all payments to the uh, to this Karen Carnival. Now today, well, first of all, you know that um, these organizers then started another GoFundMe through Give Send Go, which has raised probably 
close to $8 million. So today, and not surprisingly, I mean, it's like, wonder when someone's going to step up and put a stop to this one. So today, a top court here in Ontario freezes access to donations for truckers protests from the Give, Send, Go. So what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that these organizers can't get their little mittens on this money. I think that's hilarious. I really do. Now I'm going to tell you a little story. You can grab a box of Kleenex if you like. A handkerchief. Or whatever you feel that you may want to wipe your eyes. Because I'm going to tell you right now. My eyes are dry. And they're going to remain that way. Now, these truckers, I'm a trucker myself. So these truckers, they want you to cry them a river. You can cry them an ocean if you want, or a lake, but I will not. They want you to feel really sorry for them. And they will tell you that they're just they're gonna they're gonna lose their their rigs. They're gonna they're gonna tell you they lost their livelihood. They're gonna lose their homes. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. There is no shortage of work in this occupation. No shortage of work whatsoever. See, these so-called heroes that people call them their heroes, like they're some superhero and they're going to come and save the day. They traveled across the United States doing deliveries and pickups as, as I have done in the past. They chose because we all have a choice. They had no intentions of being vaccinated anyway. These owner operators, and this is who they are, they're not company drivers down at, down at this Karen Carnival in Ottawa or anywhere else because companies will not allow their company drivers to start blocking international bridges or any roadways at all. So these are owner operators. They own their own rigs. So they could take those rigs and they can work for any company and they can drive across Canada. Just like a lot 
of Canadian truckers do. They don't go into the United States. They prefer driving across Canada. This is what they like. Same thing in the United States. You have truckers in the United States that love crossing from the east and west coast, north and south of all the United States. They don't want to cross any borders. They, they love crossing, crossing their own country. So they want you to believe that they can no longer work. Well, they can. I don't feel sorry for them. I just don't. They're pinning truckers against truckers. They're blocking truckers who are working and who are the real heroes here getting out there and we are delivering your vital essentials. They're blocking us from doing our job, slowing the process down. These truckers are throwing a tantrum, just like a child would if they didn't get their own way. Now, the authorities on the American side of the border and the authorities on the Canadian side and the governments are working together to keep the trade moving. The mayor of Windsor, Ontario, where Windsor, Ontario meets Detroit, Michigan. That is the busiest crossing international bridge in North America. Now, the mayor of Windsor is saying that more RCMP officers are coming in. More police from other police sources are coming in. And if forceful removal is what they want, is forceful, forceful removing movement is what they're going to get. They're going to get a what for, and it's coming. Now I'm fed up like the whole world is fed up, right? We're all fed up. A protest is a protest. When you, when you come and you see and you accomplish nothing and then you go home, that's a protest. 
You've been heard. You made yourself heard. That's a protest. This, my friend, my friends, how can a protest be a protest if it's gone on for 14 days? How is that even possible being a protest? It's an occupation, no matter how you turn the page over and turn it around and upside down, you get the same result. It's an occupation. Now, so far, these organizers of this Karen Carnival You know, they, you know, the first one was from, from uh, GoFundMe was like $10 million. They got a million of that money. Now these organizers are saying, oh, this is for the truckers, for their fuel and their lodging and their meals. Well, apparently they don't need it for lodging because they're sleeping in their rigs on the road. So they're not paying for lodging. Fuel has become very scarce for them. The other day, the police and the fire department moved in with heavy tactical units at one of the setups about a kilometer outside of the red zone in Ottawa and confiscated almost 4,000 liters of fuel. That's a lot of fuel. Nearly 4,000 liters of fuel. It's almost a thousand gallons. Truckers down there say they have a few days left of fuel. Whatever a few days is, I don't know, three days, four days. So my friends, these truckers are capable of working because there's work. Now, when international borders start to become an issue with demonstrators, protesters, whatever the case may be, you're interfering with legal 
and free trade between two countries. Now, some of these organizers, one particular, he has a podcast. And he's saying roughly forty-six percent of people are in favor of what's going on here in Canada, which is just a crock of shit. See, he's one of those far-right activists. And he wants you to believe whatever comes out of his mouth. I don't support far-right extremists, activists, whatever the hell you want to call them. Some of these organizers have in the past, and I don't care if it was the past, has used racial comments towards people of other nationalities. Whether they come from the Middle East, they come from China. Anybody that has a different color of skin they have been racist towards them. These are the people that you are funding or trying to fund. And a lot of this money has come from far-right groups, not just from the United States, but from other places around the world who support that kind of radical bullshit. So out of this, so this now freezing access to millions of dollars donated. So $8.2 million from this give, send, go has now been frozen. So these organizers can't get their hands on it. Not one red cent. Just wondering, is there any more GrowFundMe platforms out there they may want to try? Because they'll freeze that too. And maybe it's time that they freeze all their assets 
forfeiture of their property. Far-right extremists, racist assholes. They want you to believe that this money will go to the truckers. So they're trying, so you're trying to tell me that this $10 million originally raised, if they had gotten it, that $10 million was going to the truckers for their food, lodging, and fuel? They're full of shit. And if this $8.2 million, if they've got their sticky little fingers on it, you think that they're going to give $8.2 million to these truckers for their food, food, and lodging? For the food, fuel, and lodging? Who do they think they're kidding? Far-right radicals. They want this money so they can fund their own agendas, their own political agendas. That's what they want this money for, ladies and gentlemen. And they will tell you till they're blue in the face. No, 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 no. No, no, it's all for the truckers. Who in their right fucking mind would believe that? Well, maybe they'll throw them a few dollars. Enough to get their sorry asses back out west. So how much money do you think they would keep for themselves to fund their own agenda? Now, Texas attorneys or whatever, they're going after GoFundMe, saying they stole the money. So we have our own laws here in Canada that does not reflect on the laws in the United States. When it comes to GoFundMe campaigns of, of any sort, So they can do whatever they want on the American side, whatever laws you think GoFundMe broke. They didn't steal your money. They're actually giving back your money. You can get your refund. You don't have to fill out any special forms. You donated the money. You make the request. They know who it is. You get your money back. GoFundMe isn't keeping the money. They're giving it back to the people who donated it. All of it. So our laws here in Canada is none of the business 
of these attorneys in Texas. You worry about your laws, we'll worry about ours. So what are they going to say now? You know, so if this money was, if they were already being sent this money or whatever already to these bank accounts of these far right radicals, like I said, it's all been frozen. by the Superior Court here in Ontario, Canada. To be no more money coming to them from Kim Sango. So don't fall for this for this bullshit with these truckers saying they no longer can work because they can't cross into the United States or come back into Canada because they're not vaccinated. So we cannot control we cannot control what the United States does. If the United States government mandates that all foreign nationals entering the United States must be vaccinated. Not Canada or any country can do anything about that. Same with Canada. Any foreign national coming into Canada has to have proof of vaccination. And no country around the world can do anything about that. So if the Prime Minister of Canada says, okay, I'll drop the mandates on the vaccines for truckers. They still got one problem. And like I said, all foreign nationals entering the United States must be fully vaccinated. It does not exclude truckers. So then they're still going to cry foul. Well, I can say to these truckers, just get off your sorry ass and get back to work because you can work. There's no shortage of work in the industry. 
the industry has always had shortages of, of drivers. Always. I've been in, I've been in this industry for over 30 years. We've always had a shortage of drivers all the time. We've never had a shortage of work ever. If you ever decide to become a truck driver, you'd never be unemployed. And if, and if you know, a trucking company did decide to close for whatever reasons, go drive for somebody else. I know, I know drivers out there who's been driving for the same company for 30 years. There's no shortage of work. Now, here across Canada, in our 10 provinces, in our three territories, each province has you know, reason why they are lifting more restrictions, like they're lifting the restrictions. Ontario is the largest province in Canada. Has approximately 18 million people. The population of Canada is around 37 to 38 million. So almost half of the population lives right here in Ontario, Canada. So other provinces, not as populated, they feel comfortable enough to start lifting more restrictions. Provinces are going about the way they feel is necessary. When and how they're gonna lift restrictions. Here in Ontario, we have a three stage going on. We're in the, we've now just moved into um, the first stage of lifting restrictions. Every business, every business is open here in Ontario. When it comes to um, big arenas such as hockey or concerts, even the gyms in the movie theaters. is that 50% capacity. But every business, every sector is open. Coming February 21st, if things keep going in the direction that it's going, We'll be up to 100% capacity. 
Other restrictions will stay in place, such as wearing a mask in a public place, in a public building, I mean. Proof of vaccine will, start, will probably still be required. And then from February 21st to March 14th, if things keep heading in the right direction, they probably more than likely lift the proof of vaccine, but still keep wearing a mask in public buildings. Things are not going to lift all at once. Every province is going to lift it they, they, the way they seemed safe and effective. And these organizers of this Karen Carnival see what's going on. What more do you want? So, you, so you're in Pennsylvania and the stores close early. Every store has the sign hiring, but can't get workers. And you have no problem and, and you have no problem with masks. So meaning that people have no problem wearing a mask in Pennsylvania. Actually, we have um, a couple of family. I guess it's one family, because um, it would be their brother or sister, whoever like that. They come up. They come up here to Canada every summer. Unfortunately, for the last two years, they haven't been able to. But coming this summer, they're going to be able to come up to because they come up to the same cottages that we go to. And uh, so they'll be coming up at the end of July uh, to the same cottages that uh, we go to. They've been going um, to these cottages probably 15 years. And they're from Pennsylvania. So, I mean, we got a lot of places hiring here too. You know, especially in the hospitality. You know, because, you know, um, the hospitality, you know, outside of, uh, you know, essential businesses, you know, throughout this pandemic, they were the first ones to be shut down in the hospitality industry. And they would reopen up again and then only have to shut down again. And that's so a lot of people left the hospitality sector and, and looking for, for other jobs um, in essential services. And to get employees, you know, when, when things, you know, start to even get better and start opening more, they're going to need employees. 
right? So, no, that's okay for the typos. I do, <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm so terrible on the key on, on the on the keyboard on a laptop. You know, I mean, I, I'm all thumbs even texting on my phone. You know, what I mean, in, in all the uh, typos I make, <laughs> it's hilarious. So don't worry about that. So they're going to need people to work. You know, and, and this has been echoing all over the place. You know, from our top doctor here in Ontario, the premier of Ontario, other provinces, is that we need to learn to live with this. Now, what they are saying and what they mean is another thing. See, right now here in Canada, we are in the middle of winter. And just like the past couple years when fall and winter came, our cases skyrocketed. And then when spring came, they would rescind. They created more opening. So learning to live with it. I mean, we're supposed to be responsible people, right? Responsible adults. We've been going through this pandemic together. And we know what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. Right? We can still protect ourselves. But this, when these reopenings and, and, and we, we go back into full swing at 100%, this has to be the last of the restrictions. When we get to that point. So we're in our first stage, coming February 22nd, we'll move into the second stage. And then when we hit the 14th of March, that will be another stage of when we should be in full swing. You know, people say, well, look what they're doing in Europe. They're just opening up. Lifting all restrictions. Other places around the world are doing the same thing. And everybody's pointing, look, 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 look what they're doing. How come we're not doing that? Ladies and gentlemen, it's not monkey see, monkey do. If they choose to do that, 
There's got to be a reason behind it. Ontario, I guess the Premier of Ontario was to make an announcement today, or maybe it's going to be tomorrow. I have to, I thought it was going to be today. But far as I know at this point in time, is that the province of Ontario is going to stay its course on this three-stage reopening. Alberta, Saskatchewan, Quebec, uh, British Columbia is staying its course on, on their reopening plans. And they are now mandating that all healthcare professionals across the board are to be vaccinated. Now we say, well, how can they, how can they, how can they do this? I was reading an article the other day and it was uh, to have to do with these vaccine mandates in the workplace. So in the U, in the unionized sector through arbitration, the arbitrators are siding with the companies on, on health and safety in the workplace. Everybody has the right to be safe and healthy in the workplace. Everybody has that right. So those vaccine mandates in these unionized jobs, these mandates are being upheld. And yes, there is plenty of cases going through the courts in the non-unionized sector. And this is going to set a precedent of what is going to come out of these courts on mandating vaccines in the workplace, especially when it comes to the healthcare workers. They're working in nursing homes, they're working in retirement homes, and they're working in hospitals with the most vulnerable people. And people with other conditions in the hospital. They, you know, they're in the hospital because they have cancer. They're in problem of care. People are in the hospital for many different reasons. They, they have the right to be protected. Now, people are, are arguing, you know, they shouldn't lose their jobs because they don't want to get vaccinated. I don't know how to weigh in on that. I really don't because 
It's about all about all health and safety. Is there another way for these people not to lose their jobs? Through testing on a regular basis. But people have lost their jobs because company policy. Company policy on their health and safety. Every company that you work for has a health and safety policy. And if they don't, they should. And it's probably law that they have to anyways. So they can implement these things in the clauses of their health and safety policy in the company, whether you unionize or not. Hospitals did that, made it mandatory to be vaccinated, even before the governments are saying now healthcare workers all have to be vaccinated. They were already doing it. Hospitals are corporations. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see as things go through the court system, and that's where it has to go. It has to go through the courts, and the courts are going to have to make a ruling on it, and they're going to have to make a ruling on it soon. Whether you you people work, uh, you know, work for the. Uh, city of London or they work for the city of Toronto you know uh, doesn't matter you know it is unionized of course when you work for the for a city you're a city worker all been mandated to be fully vaccinated and a lot of these people work outside doing road work and, and other things, you know, outside. And, and of course, when the spring and summer time comes, the springtime is cleanup time. They're all working outside. Summertime, they're working in, in, in all the public parks. But they all have to be vaccinated. Canada is just not going to follow suit to what other countries are doing around the world. We've stayed the course that we have been on and and we've so far have, you know, basically have had almost have had the least deaths around the world. Something like 25,000 that could be off a little bit. I'm not exactly, but probably close around there had died from COVID in this country over the course of this pandemic. 
the United States, almost 900,000 people. And I'm so sick and tired, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just so sick and tired of the disinformation. So sick of it. And you know it's disinformation. I mean, people in the United States must be getting tired of Donald Trump. I mean, I try not to pay too much attention to it, but you can't help not, you know what I mean? You can't, you know, you got to see what's going to come out of his mouth next. You know, the ex-vice president, Pence, finally, right, finally, the ex-vice president comes out and says, no, he could not overturn the federal election by law. His duty was to certify the election of whoever the president was going to be. Kamala Harris is going to have that same duty to certify the election to whom the next president is going to be. And even other Republicans had finally come out and said, yes, Pence is right. No, Donald Trump is on repeat every day. Every day. Yeah, I know it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I try not to, man. You know, it's just thinking. You know, what the hell? You know. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen. So so far, you know, um, for those out here um, just coming on the show, who's been on the show, um, the Ontario court freezes access to the donations for the truckers' po- uh, protest from the. Give, send, go. Police enforcement is stepping up. Well, here's here's another um, shocking, it was shocking to me. I kind of wondered about it, but, you know, I wasn't really going to speculate on it until it was actually confirmed. So about approximately 25% of the 400 trucks that have clogged up the roads in Ottawa in this Karen Carnival. Children are living in those trucks with those parent with their parents. They've been living in that truck for 14 days now.
I can't even wrap my head around that. Who would expose their children to this and have them live in a truck for 14 days? How are they being kept clean? I'm sure they're getting enough food. Where are they going to the washroom? You know, it must be long lineups to the, to use those Johnny on the spots. So where are these kids going to the washroom? And especially if they have a girl. Children's and and Protective Services are involved right now. We really don't want this to escalate. We really don't. And neither do the authorities. And part of the reason why they haven't moved in and forcefully removed them is because there's children there. And we have to take their safety first. And somehow, some way, let's get those children out of there. Children don't understand, ladies and gentlemen. They don't understand. We're adults. Right? They don't understand the way we understand things logically. Ira- like rationally, not irrationally, rationally. And they're being exposed to this. And when the organizers get up and speak on, uh, on loud speakers, talking to the crowd. And the disinformation children can't decipher these things. It's really sad. It is. I would never, ever put my child in this sort of a situation, ever. Put him in a dangerous situation, ever. Protesting is one thing, ladies and gentlemen. You go out for the day and you protest. And then you go home. This trucker convoy is not from Ontario. They're from British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. That's where their home is. This is not a protest. I don't know how 
clearly I can be about this. This is an occupation. Nobody has the right to occupy anybody's city or country. And have demands. Terrorists have demands. Civil unrest is coming. It's already here. When it comes to the part of the Constitution of your freedoms and rights, it seems to me that people just pick and choose what suits them. There's a lot to a constitution. A lot of subsections to a constitution. Now, I had this on here. I don't think I don't think it's that far up there. Oh boy. You know, when you have a lot of stuff on here that you wanna eventually get to and talk about. And it's never, it's never in order. It's just how it's, it's just how it's saved. I can find it here. I don't think it's not far under here. Actually, I was looking at it just the other day. And you would think I would be able to find it real quick because it was only like uh, a few days ago when I was looking at the um, the freedoms and liberties here in Canada which is part of the Constitution. And I've said this from time before. Now, you know, when I, when I, I've, I've said to you in, in, in other episodes, I have said to you that your rights and freedoms are not absolute. And I would only say that because I looked it up. Oh, here it is right here. When you look at that, 
even had a maple leaf beside it and I didn't even see it. And I'm looking to write it, right? So, Canadian Charter Rights and Freedoms. This explains the Canadian Charters of Rights and Freedoms, the Charter, and its importance in the daily lives of all Canadians. Right? What is the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms? It's the, it's the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms sets out those rights and freedoms that Canadians believe are necessary in a free and democracy society. We take our rights and freedoms for granted. We all do. The Constitution is the supreme law in Canada. All other laws must be consistent with the rules set out in it. If there are not, they may not be valid. And since the Charter is part of the Constitution, it is the most important law we have in Canada. However, the rights and freedoms in the Charter are not absolute. They can be limited to protect other rights or important national values. Freedom of expression may be limited by laws against hate and propaganda and child pornography. Section 1 of the Charter says that Charter rates can be limited by law so long as those limits can be shown to be reasonable in a free and uh, democratic society. Pandemic. If you learn that a word is not written, then it's just a word. Right? So the Charter says the Charter rates can be limited by law, so as long as those limits can be shown to be reasonable in a free and uh, democratic society. With the pandemic and the health and safety of all Canadians, your government, your government has the sworn duty to protect you. So the so what does the charter protect and what rights are protected? Any person in Canada, Canada, whether they are a Canadian citizen, a permanent resident, or a newcomer, has the rights and freedoms contained in the charter. There are exceptions, for example, the charter gives some rights to only Canadian citizens, such as the right to vote and the right to enter and remain and leave Canada. I mean, the charter has so much stuff in here, ladies and gentlemen. So the final free, the fundamental freedoms, the right to live and seek employment anywhere in Canada, legal rights, life, liberty, and personal security, equality rights for all, 
the official languages of Canada, French and English. The rights and freedoms in the Charter are not absolute. They can be limited, like I said, to protect other rights and important national values. People pick and choose what they want out of of the Constitution. They don't bother looking at anything else. Now, they also had, uh, also here (laughs) in this too, you know, when it comes to freedom of speech. Now you gotta be very careful when it comes to freedom of speech. Because your freedom of speech, they can say that it's not absolute. There's a fine line drawn between between that. Hate speech. Racism racism directed at others. Nobody has the right to harm anybody in any way or form. Nobody. Under the charters of the rights and freedoms when it comes to freedom of speech, if you are going to use hate and racism, you can be charged. Criminally charged. So be very careful how you use your freedom of speech. If you enjoy being able to travel outside of your country, be very careful on how you choose your freedom of speech, ladies and gentlemen. Criminal record You'd be stuck in your own country for the rest of your life.
You won't be able to travel abroad anywhere. So that's why I say, you know, when I say something, you know, I want to look it up to make sure that I said was right. And that's why I went to this document, the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. We got to take the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms seriously. Can't take freedom for granted. So I want to thank you for joining me for all the likes. Thank you for liking the show. It's rare that I come out here on a Thursday night, but uh, you know, throughout the day, you know, I want to talk about something that, you know, has, has come up and um, just got my attention. You know, I mean, I, I could talk to you all day about this Karen Carnival. In Ottawa, these blockades on the on the international borders between Canada and the United States. I can see that coming to an end by the weekend. However, it's going to end. That's going to be up to the protesters whichever they choose. If they choose to go peacefully, so be it. If they want, if they're going to be removed by force, so be it. That's the choice that they're going to have to make. I'd rather see them just go on their merry way. You've had your protest. Now it's time to go home. Write to your MP or your MPPs. That's all you can do. Just protest in Ottawa. Everybody wants this to end peacefully. The government of Canada, Prime Minister, is going to only take so much more. And when it comes to blockading of the international borders, 
and blocking the free trade, he could implement the Federal Emergency Act, once known as the War Act, when his father, back in 1970, used the Federal War Act. You're only going to push somebody's buttons one too many times. And if it comes, push comes to shove, the military will do it for you. And that's what the Federal Emergency Act is. Bringing in the military from all four corners of this country of Canada to put an end to it. And even being this government, being a minority government, meaning that the prime minister would have to get support from two other official parties to implement the Federal Emergency Act. If he had a majority government, he wouldn't need support from at least two other parties. You wouldn't need support from any other parties because he would have a majority government. He'd be able to implement the emergency, the Federal Emergency Act himself. This is the last thing that we want to do. Whether he even uses it all at all, I have to wait to see what happens. He's given them plenty of options to leave. He's asked them to leave plenty of times. I don't know how many more times he's going to have to ask. I mean, how many times do you got to be told to do something when you were a kid? I know I only had to be told once. Because if I didn't do it, I was going to get a what for. And as adults, how many times do you have to be asked to do something? Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this evening. It is 11.47 p.m. here Thursday, the 10th of February. You have yourselves a good night, or it's already day. Enjoy your day or afternoon, whatever time it is from you around the world. Enjoy the upcoming weekend. 
Be safe. Behave and stay out of trouble. Hoping when all this is all said and done, I want to um, hopefully try to get this podcast to the next level of getting uh, guests on the show and that could be people from who is doing a book club or the recycling club getting interesting people on here to even maybe talk about their culture if they're from other parts of the world. You know, and, and talk about talk about better things. see how that goes I do have some things in the work and there's you know some people that uh, be sending emails out to hopefully they respond hopefully we can get some things set up and that so this is something that I decided to do over two years ago now Three hundred and oh, I got three hundred and thirty-seven shows. And growing. And keep going. I committed myself to do this. I don't get paid to do this. I like coming out here and sharing with you what's on my mind, my opinions. I thank you for joining me and listening. So like I said, take care and be safe. Stay out of trouble. Enjoy. Well, the rest of the week is tomorrow, Friday. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, anything else coming up, you know, I have to take a look at it and read it. I mean, I go through articles like crazy and toss out what I don't even want to even see. Or even talk about. There's a lot of stuff on here that I do talk about. And I still have a whole list of stuff. And eventually I'm going to get to that stuff. So... Again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Take care and good night. This is the Truckers Podcast.
your information. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. 